Welcome to Hoosier Ag This Week. I'm farm broadcaster Eric Pfeiffer from Hoosier Ag Today with the top news and information from this past week impacting farmers and agribusinesses around the state. I hope you had a very happy Thanksgiving. On today's show, we'll discuss things we're thankful for with the Purdue Extension Farm Stress Team, and we'll talk about how Indiana poultry producers and dairy farmers are in a giving mood this holiday season, and we'll tell you about a special night for one Indiana FFA chapter recognized as a top 10 chapter in the country. Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin has his Indiana farm forecast on the way, and Andy Eubank has the markets. We begin today's show talking about boosting ag trade with our Sabrina Halverson and C.J. Miller. We'll start now with Sabrina and what's happening at the federal level with USDA. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack on Thursday announced the next steps in the U.S. Department of Agriculture's efforts to bolster U.S. agricultural trade, including the department's planned trade missions for 2024 and the opening of a public comment period for new regional agricultural promotion programs. As I've often said, uh, the, the key to trade is, is people, uh, presence, and promotions. Uh, and these resources will allow us to continue to expand uh, our reach uh, into markets uh, that are non-traditional to complement the work that we're doing in the more traditional ag markets. Vilsack said market diversification is an important tool for maximizing growth opportunities for U.S. agriculture, as well as hedging the risk of market contraction and general volatility in the global marketplace. In March, uh, we're looking forward to a trade mission to South Korea. In April, the trade mission will be headed to India. In June, the trade mission will be in Canada. July, we'll see us traveling to Colombia. September, we'll do an event in Vietnam, the trade mission in Vietnam, which will also have some Thailand uh, opportunities and influences. And December, we'll finish with a trip to Morocco, which will also allow us to have some Northern African uh, nations involved. And so you can see from the trade promotion and trade mission area, uh, that we're looking for diversifying uh, our market opportunities. In October, Secretary Vilsack announced that USDA will use $1.3 billion from the Commodity Credit Corporation funds to establish RAP to bolster and diversify U.S. agricultural export opportunities and strengthen support for specialty crop industries. I'm Sabrina Halverson. All right, Sabrina, thanks. Now to what's happening at the state level. Indiana agriculture contributes more than $31 billion to our state's economy making us the 10th largest ag state in the U.S. C.J. Miller recently spoke with Indiana's governor about the efforts to continue growing our ag industry and exports. Agriculture is in our DNA. It's who we are as, as a, a people and what we mean to the world. We're feeding and fueling not just ourselves, but the world. And that's Indiana Governor Eric Holcomb, who just returned last week from Kenya to promote trade and continue expanding the state's business partnerships around the world. And I just couldn't help myself but talk about uh, the duck industry in Indiana and, and talk about chicken and egg and, and turkey and all that we do and all that we could do for a part of the world who is truly in need. And in that course of that conversation, meeting with some folks at the embassy, Ted McKinney's name came up, Kip Tom's name came up. And so Hoosiers are out around the world and have been for since the very beginning, but we're not slowing down. During this past year, Holcomb has also been on trade missions to Japan, France, and Portugal. 
As part of his pitch to boost Indiana on a global scale, he says he points to the state's cooperative nature for businesses and says that cooperation makes Indiana an attractive location for businesses and startups. Yeah, when you think about all we have to offer on our menu, a great tax and regulatory environment, to think about having the Hoosier work ethic part of that menu and to think about having great locations, to think about the innovation that is coming out of Huntington University, to have Purdue University. These are gems, not just for us, but truly for the world where discoveries are being made as demographics drive decisions around the country and around the world. Indiana doesn't just have a role in it all, we have a central role. You can hear more of my conversation with Governor Holcomb on the new Hoosier Ag Today mobile app, a free download for iPhone and Android. I'm C.J. Miller. The Supreme Court upheld California's Proposition 12 back in May. As you might recall, Prop 12 was a ballot initiative that passed in California that created new rules for swine production. Chief among them, it bans the sale of pork in California from the offspring of sows kept in pens that don't meet its prescribed dimensions of 24 square feet per sow, even if the hogs were raised outside of California. National Pork Producers Council President Scott Hayes, a Missouri farmer, says California residents are already seeing the impact. The cuts that have to be Prop 12 compliant, the cost of those is, is up about 27 percent in California, while those same cuts, uh, the retail price of those is down 2 percent in the rest of the country. So I think there's going to be some buyer's remorse in, in California with this deal. We've discussed the impact Prop 12 will have on producers needing to change their operations to be compliant, upwards of $3,500 per sow. But Hayes worries more about California's kids. I think for most producers, certainly for myself, you know, I think about that and it's, it's the lower income kids that get hurt by that. The, and, and they're the ones that need the product the most. They're developing. They, they not only need that protein, but they need the vitamins and minerals that, that come by eating meat for, for development. In the Supreme Court decision, the justices agreed that this is a problem. It's just not their problem. Hayes says the farm bill would be a perfect avenue for a legislative fix, and they'll continue to work on that, but they're exploring all options. Standalone legislation in D.C. is very, very slow. You know, it's it's years to get something done on, on something like that, not, not months. Uh, but I think eventually something will be done because these, this type of uh, legislation is going to continue to come. The goalpost is going to continue to move for us. But not only will this affect pork, it's going to affect all of agriculture and, and even go out beyond agriculture. And now there's another issue popping up in California that needs to be addressed before it could have a nationwide impact. Stick around to hear Sabrina Halverson's report on a measure from Northern California's Sonoma County that would eliminate animal agriculture in that county altogether. Right now, let's turn our attention to the ag markets. There was no trade activity on Thursday for Thanksgiving. And Friday saw a shortened window of trade, but there was obviously plenty of time this week for markets to move lower, especially soybeans. With more, here's Andy Eubank. Thanks, Eric. And we ended the week with a short Friday day of trade. Everything in the red, a sell-off, especially in soybeans. 
settlements on the way. But first, market analysis. I did check in with John Zanker, risk management commodities in Lafayette for that. John here the day after Thanksgiving, a partial day of trade, which raises the specter or potential of high volatility. Along with that, as we look at soybeans alone, you've got scattered South American rains to look at, flash sales announcements Friday morning, also export sales coming in a day delayed but at the low end of expectations for soybeans so a lot happening as far as possible market movers in beans and the result is a double digit loss pretty significant sell-off again in soy futures yeah not a good day it's mostly about the weather uh, they're going to have a, a big pack impact as we move forward but you know going into weekends coming out of weekends just like we see here and June and July and August, these weather forecasts are pretty important. And the Brazilian forecast, especially for Mato Grosso, certainly looks a little wetter this morning. They had some rains, not overly impressive, but uh, the wettest 8 to 15 day that I've seen here in the last several weeks, far, far short still of, of getting that good soaking rain that they'd like to see in Mato Grosso. John Zanker, Risk Management Commodities, Lafayette, Indiana, and his number there is 866-837-9027. Now the settlements in a shortened day of trade. December corn down a nickel and a half, going to 463 and a quarter. March settles at 482 and a half, down a nickel and a quarter. And beans lead the way lower, 1330 and three quarters, down 25 and three quarters. March down 25 and a half cents at 1348. Also impacting the markets, a Wednesday court decision on refiner hardship waivers, which struck a blow to biofuels, and that pushed hard on soy oil, in turn pressuring the bean market. Chicago wheat followed lower two, down seven cents on December, 548 and three quarters. And in the meat markets, February live cattle. 170 97 down 430 february lean hogs 68 77 down three dollars in a nickel i'm andy eubank you're up to date on the markets much more still to come on who's your ag this week making agriculture your life's work comes with challenges that can leave you feeling alone i'm bruce kettler president and ceo of the agribusiness council of indiana and when you're a member of aci you have agribusiness advocates in your corner similar agribusiness members to network with, and opportunities for continued education. If your business serves Indiana agriculture, we need your perspective and hope you'll become a member of ACI. Visit inagribiz.org. The Agribusiness Council of Indiana, strengthening and connecting Indiana agribusiness. We've got a cold week here this week, thanks to Arctic Air on the move. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin with Hoosier Ag Today's Indiana Farm Forecast Weekend Edition. And for the most part here, we're talking about chilly air dominating the landscape over the next few days. We did see temperatures take a leg down yesterday behind a, what was a beautiful Thanksgiving holiday. And so we're looking at that chilly air dominating the discussion today. Clouds are going to be building in here tomorrow because we have a system that's trying to work out of the central plains. It'll move into the Missouri Valley here this afternoon and we'll be knocking on the door of our region overnight tonight. That system does bring clouds for most of the state for most of Sunday. And I'm also going to leave the door open to some light snow and flurry activity. Temperatures are going to be such that most precipitation that tries to fall will at least have a chance at a snow component. It may not be all snow. There can be some sprinkles as well. And the other thing I need to talk about here is totals 
are not impressive at all. Liquid equivalent is no more than about a tenth to fifteen hundredths, but still, with cold air, it doesn't take much to trigger some flurries. So I think plenty of clouds for Sunday, keeping an eye out for sprinkles and flurries. The biggest precipitation threats may be central and southern parts of Indiana, but I'm not going to try and split hairs at this point. It's just going to be a gray, blustery, cold, winter-esque day here across the area as we move through tomorrow. The clouds will try and break up as we get into early Monday morning, but then we have strong northwest flow across the Great Lakes for two to three days, Monday, Tuesday, and at least the start of Wednesday. So that's going to create lake effect cloud cover at least for Indiana in the north. I think the northern third of the state is going to be seeing no better than a mix of clouds and sun for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Southern Indiana, well, central and southern Indiana could get away with partly to mostly sunny skies as we get out of that lake effect zone with regard to precipitation it looks to me like most of that the lake effect precipitation is going to be limited to michigan but again i won't rule out a flurry or two the next couple of days or the start of the week at least in the northern indiana tier counties now by the time we get to thursday temperatures are going to start to ease just a little bit and then we are looking at a Friday that features sun to start, but clouds building and a monster storm complex coming out of the central and southern plains once again. That leads to precipitation late Friday and Friday night on through Saturday morning and midday. Rain at this point is what I'm calling for. Anywhere from a quarter to three quarters of an inch coverage will end up being 80 to 90 percent. Timing is what's really going to need to be watched right now. I'm saying late Friday. It could come a little sooner right now. It just depends on how this thing kicks out of Oklahoma and Texas. But if it kicks out and gets here sooner, it's gone sooner, so that'll impact the rest of our weekend. I am looking at colder weather behind it for Sunday and into the following week. I'm Ryan Martin. Staying informed of the markets, the weather, and world events has always been important to those of us in agriculture. Today, staying informed is critical. But now it's easier than ever. The Hoosier Ag Today mobile app puts up-to-the-minute information in the palm of your hand 24 hours a day. Download the free Hoosier Ag Today app for your mobile device at the Apple Store, Google Play, or at HoosierAgToday.com. Welcome back to Hoosier Ag This Week. I'm C.J. Miller with Hoosier Ag Today. 200,000 pounds of turkey, chicken, and duck and 172,000 dozen eggs. That's how much Indiana poultry farmers and businesses have donated this past year to Hoosiers in need. It's a great chance for us to talk about how the poultry industry gives back to their communities. And that's Dan Krause, co-CEO of MPS Egg Farms based in North Manchester. Krause and many other representatives of Indiana's poultry industry were at the Indiana State House Monday for the 76th annual Indiana State Poultry Association recognition event. Krause says he and other poultry producers have been working to address food insecurity by providing protein to the local food banks. It is really an honor and a privilege to work with the other poultry producers in the Indiana State Poultry Association. All of the companies, we have duck, turkey, eggs, broilers all represented in the room. All of our companies have a long history of giving back. They give to local food banks, they give to churches in their communities. MPS Egg Farms has been working for several years now with Hatch for Hunger, which is an amazingly effective organization for moving protein into food banks all over the state and even out of the state now. The strength of Indiana's poultry industry was also recognized 
As according to the USDA, Indiana's number one in duck production, number two in egg production, and number four in turkey production. Krause says Indiana is one of the top two egg producing states for a reason. MPS Egg Farms has been based in Indiana for over 50 years now. It is a wonderful place to do business. There aren't a lot of states where the regulators, the legislators, the business people all work together. They're all here to serve Hoosiers and make our economy thrive, and they really put that into action. The ethos here is to support business and make sure it happens effectively, and Indiana pulls it off really well. Read more about the importance of Indiana's poultry producers to the state's ag economy on the new Hoosier Ag Today mobile app. It's a free download for iPhone and Android. As we pivot now from Indiana's poultry industry to the state's dairy industry and how they're helping Hoosiers in need. According to Feeding America, one in eight Hoosiers and one in six children here in Indiana are food insecure. Food pantries play a very important role in helping to bridge the hunger gap, but many food pantries don't have refrigerators to be able to keep milk and dairy products on hand to give to those in need. That's why Indiana Dairy Farmers and American Dairy Association Indiana have been awarding milk refrigeration units to several food pantries across the state. They have a grant program for uh, food banks that a farmer can apply for. And that's Elkhart County Dairy Farmer Richard Thomas, who is also board president of American Dairy Association Indiana. The program provides area food pantries with refrigeration units to help store milk and other dairy foods at proper temperatures. Dairy farmers, including Thomas, have applied for grants to purchase the units and make milk donations available for food pantries in their areas. Well, I think it's essential that dairy is in a person's diet regardless how much money you have. And uh, I think it's a ongoing problem and not exactly sure how we're going to fix it because it don't seem to get fixed. It's just one of those things that's ongoing. And so if we can get more donations, that will help the people that can't afford dairy products. To learn more about the Milk Cooler Grants program, visit winnersdrinkmilk.com. Well, a proposed anti-agriculture measure in Northern California could have an impact across the rest of the U.S., our Sabrina Halverson joins us with more. The measure in Sonoma County would eliminate animal agriculture in that county. Director of Political Affairs with the California Farm Bureau, Stephen Fenaroli, says it would affect many farms. It would outlaw all animal agriculture in the county. You know, that would affect dairies, that would affect poultry operations. Two of the biggest animal ag industries in the county. The measure titled Prohibition on Concentrated Animal Feeding Operations is backed by an animal rights extremist group, which has already collected more than 18,000 signatures toward putting the measure on the ballot. It has until March to collect the remaining 2,000 verified signatures needed. The trajectory shows it will go to the voters, and Finaroli says that's something that the agriculture industry around the nation should keep a watchful eye on. A lot of the country begrudgingly looks to California and they kind of say, oh gosh, you know, California, what are they doing now? But this thing has national implications, right? If, if a group can qualify a measure and they can outlaw animal agriculture in a county, that sets up a playbook for them to repeat that not only throughout the state, but throughout the country. Finnerly says when political attacks like this come up, it's important for the animal ag industry to gather the troops and fight back. You know, we saw kind of from the results of Crop 12 that, you know, there were some times where, you know, we weren't as active as I think we could be. 
Um, and I say we is kind of just all of ag. Uh, and so, you know, how are we going to mobilize and how are we going to have a voice? Finnerly encourages farmers around the country to speak up because California is often a starting point for anti-ag movements that spread around the nation. I'm Sabrina Halverson. And it was a special night for the Sullivan FFA chapter during the recent National FFA convention in downtown Indianapolis. Eric Pfeiffer shares their exciting news. We take it as a community award, award that, you know, we've worked a long time to get to this level. Uh, and uh, certainly appreciate the recognition that we've received. That's Sullivan FFA advisor Jeff Miller telling Hoosier Ag Today how humbled they were to be one of 10 chapters nationwide to be dubbed a model of excellence chapter, exhibiting exemplary qualities in all categories of growing leaders, building communities, and strengthening agriculture. Basically, a top 10 chapter in the country. And that's quite a feat, considering there are nearly 1 million FFA members and over 9,000 chapters nationwide. Sullivan FFA member Michaela Hitt says the honor is overwhelming, and it all stems from their love of FFA. I really love FFA. It's a very big part of my life. I enjoy the community I've built through it. So to me, I think it just means home. I really uh, love the whole organization and everyone I met through it and everything I've been blessed to be able to do. Now, Sarah Francis from the Sullivan FFA chapter had quite the convention. Not only did she get to celebrate being one of the top 10 chapters in the country with her team, she also had the opportunity to compete in the National Extemporaneous Public Speaking Competition. This contest is referred to as the Ironman competition, and I think that's kind of just a perfect representation of this competition. So you do so much preparation, but genuinely you don't know what they're going to ask you about. So a lot of preparation went into this, you know, just learning about agriculture you know, through participation in my community as well as research about the industry. So I worked really hard and I am very excited about my performance. Although I did not advance to the next round, I was a bronze finalist and I am very excited to announce that and just be able to represent the state of Indiana, Section 3, and Sullivan FFA. Congratulations to the Sullivan FFA chapter, and be sure to check out our video with them on the new Hoosier Ag Today mobile app. It's a free download for iPhone and Android. I'm Eric Pfeiffer. And we'll have more from Eric as he chats with Abby Heidenreich with the Purdue Extension Farm Stress Team coming up. I'm C.J. Miller with Hoosier Ag Today, and this is Hoosier Ag This Week. At an Indiana dairy farm, long work days stretch into more labor after sunset. A newborn calf needs watching. Barn needs cleaning. Tractor needs some handiwork for tomorrow's tasks. Just like in your own home, the day's chores are never done until the family beds down for the night. Dairy farmers and their families share the same dream with all of us, that what we all do is worthwhile. Bringing to market pure, safe, and healthy dairy foods is what they do, from Indiana's dairy families to ours every single day. Learn more at winnersdrinkmilk.com. Every farm needs a good set of hand tools. Well, here's one that's free and one you'll find yourself reaching for several times a day. The new Hoosier Ag Today mobile app. Which markets, weather, and breaking farm news along with the daily Hoosier Ag Today podcast on your mobile device 24-7. Download the Hoosier Ag Today mobile app from the Apple Store or Google Play. The Hoosier Ag Today mobile app. Add it to your toolbox today. Welcome back to Hoosier Ag This Week. This Thanksgiving weekend, we thank you for joining us. I'm Eric Pfeiffer from Hoosier Ag Today. And speaking of being thankful, 
I'm thankful for Abby Heidenreich. She's with the Purdue Extension Farm Stress Team. And Abby, we get to get together here and, and talk about the work that you and your team are doing. And I am thankful for you and your team getting this work out there, trying to, to end this stigma surrounding mental health and making sure that folks in rural Indiana, uh, out on our farms, they're, they're getting the help that they need. What are you thankful for this Thanksgiving weekend? Oh my gosh, I'm always so thankful for the agriculture community as a whole. Thankful for family, thankful for friends, and thankful for the farm. You know, that's the basis of everything that we do is that farm. Um, so thankful for all of the opportunities that I've had in life, but also that everyone else has in life because of farmers, because of the farm and the work we get to do every single day. And, and this is kind of the attitude that we're, we're trying to get folks to take. They need to be thankful. Yeah, be thankful for what you have, what you've built, what you've done, but thankful that you get to have resources like what you and your team put out there to make sure that we can all just remain thankful and and lead happy lives here absolutely that's you know one of the things that we we focus on is providing resources for people and the purpose of that is so that we can continue to live those lives that we love and to continue farming continue providing food for people around the world and we can't do that if we aren't our best selves. You know, you have to be on your A game to get out there and produce the best crop that you can. So when you're not on your A game, what, what do you do? Our team is here to fill that gap so that you know where you can turn for resources. You can go to our website, you can reach out via email, phone call, whatever you need for, you know, just help in general. Need somebody to talk to, need to know, um, you know, places near you that you can get help need a program put on, need any kind of handout or you know, anything that we can provide, just someone to bounce some ideas off of, have a conversation, or just be there in someone's dark moments. That's what we're here for. And we want to you know, make sure that everyone's aware of the resources that we have, um, whether you're a farmer, whether you're a, a farm family, whether you're a spouse, whether you're a student, a youth, a farm kid, whether you're a teacher, you work at a equipment dealership, you work at a bank, wherever you work and you interact with agriculture in some way, we have resources that you can use to help make the lives of those farmers better so that they can heal and deal with their stress um, in a positive way. Because one of the things that we're most thankful for are farmers. We're thankful for the farmers who are here because they continue to deal with things in a healthy way extension.purdue.edu slash farm stress where you can go to get a lot of those resources. Uh, we should also mention uh, the 988 number as well that folks can take advantage of. Uh, that's a great resource to have to be able to chat with someone as well. Uh, Abby, let's talk about some things that are coming up here. Uh, it's Thanksgiving weekend here, but a lot of uh, busy things happening. I know your year really starts to ramp up here around, again, there is no off season in farming, but once harvest is done and it's it's kind of meeting season at that point, and that's when you guys get busy. Absolutely, we get busy in the quote, quote, off season that guys aren't in the field or people are uh, looking for some things to, to do and spending a lot of time in the shop. We've got some conferences that are coming up. We're gonna be, we're gonna, Purdue Extension Farm Stress is going to be at the Midwest Pork Conference in December. We will also be at the Indiana Farm Bureau State Convention in Fort Wayne in December as well. So you can look for us there. We've got several different programs lined up around the state. If you are looking for someone to come and speak at an event that you're having, if you're having an Ag Outlook meeting or you're having some kind of a winter workshop, please reach out and let us know. We'd love to come and talk uh, about farm stress or about mental health opportunities that are out there for people who are struggling. 
And, you know, again, it's it's all about ending this stigma surrounding mental health. And maybe you, you don't feel comfortable coming to the booth and having a big conversation there at an event like this. But there's nothing to say you couldn't slide a business card across the table and say, hey, I'd love to chat sometime. Right. That That's what you guys are here for. Yeah, that's why we're here. And that's what we really love to do. You know, that's why we do what we do. We don't join the farm stress team so we can come to fun conferences and come hang out. It's a perk, but we're here for the conversations. We're here for that real one-on-one interaction and the impact that we can make on someone's life um, through those interactions. You know, if we can make sure that the farmers who are struggling actually get the help that they need so that they can remain farming or in reality so that they can continue to make it another day. That is where our impact comes from and that is why we're here. No issue is too small. If you don't feel comfortable reaching out to someone that you may know that's on the farm stress team, call that 988 hotline, text them, reach out, get some help because having a hard conversation is much easier than the alternative of keeping it inside, bottling it up and letting it become such a big issue in your life and becoming something that you don't feel like you can overcome. Again, we're thankful for the work you do with, with the uh, Purdue Extension Farm Stress Team. Abby, thank you for joining us here on Hoosier Ag this week. Again, folks can find those resources where? Extension.purdue.edu slash farmstress. And we are most thankful for you, the Indiana farmer, this weekend, this Thanksgiving weekend. Thank you for joining us here on Hoosier Ag this week. We'll do it again next weekend. Same hat time, same hat channel. I'm Eric Pfeiffer, Hoosier Ag Today, Indiana's Farm Network.